0: What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to Caffeine and Cardboard, where you can get your weekly dose of board games and about the amount of time it takes to drink a cup of coffee. I am one of your co-hosts, Connor, and I'm so delighted to bring you guys our very first bonus episode. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, for listening to our first episode, and then uh, having the fandom to check out this Uh, our second episode and our very first bonus episode. So uh, Rodney and I are still figuring out this whole podcast thing. We're working out the kinks and we got very ambitious with our first recording and what we were hoping would be about a 30 minute episode ended up being about 50 minutes. So we will be releasing this, our top six games lists as our very first bonus episode. Hope you guys enjoy.
1: We're going to kind of finish up this first episode with uh, a little segment called uh, top six. Yep, top 6 games. Top 6. This one will be favorite games. Uh just by way of of getting to know a little bit more if you're kind of like a if you're a gamer and you're kind of thinking okay, well what are these guys all about? What kind of stuff do they like? Um if you're kind of newer to gaming and you're sort of thinking, "Hey, what what would make any, you know, I like to if I'm going on BGG and I see someone's like Top 100 list. I always end up clicking on it and mm-hmm. just like scrolling to the top ten to see. I don't know the person at
0: all. But yeah. I'm just like ah. I'm interested in that too, though. I'm I like
1: interested. to know. And you know what? I have found games that are not as big that some like. If someone puts a no name or a lesser known game in their top ten, I'm always going to look into it and be like, okay, yeah. why would this be? Some you know someone who yeah. clearly likes games. <laughs> so uh, top six. Uh, we're the only podcast that's going to do a top six, <laughs> guaranteed. <laughs> Okay. we'll continue to do top sixes we'll so continue to do top that sixes. Will be our namesake we uh we've got some some ideas coming up so uh yeah we'll we'll I don't know if we'll end every podcast with a top six or if we'll just do it now and again but uh top six favorite games so what do you say we go back and forth
0: yep uh, we start at six. Yeah, start at six. End at one.
1: End at one. Wouldn't it be weird if we started at one? Yeah, that would like, be. But stick around for our six favorite game.
0: <laughs> it'll <laughs> it'll be
1: worth it. Yeah, trust me. yeah, you won't see it coming. Um. All right. So I'm gonna go to you first, Connor. Yeah. Your yeah. your number six favorite. By the way, favorite not the best. Favorite different than best. That's number another six. discussion. That's another <laughs> discussion we'll
0: have frequently. It, might, it probably won't be its own segment, but we'll say this is my favorite, and I'm not saying that it's the best. So, uh, number six favorite game of all time is Codenames, uh, mm. which I realize no, yeah. uh, is, is you know, some uh, of these things will be like, oh, really? Like, co- oh, Codenames, like, that's your that's your sixth favorite? Like, yeah, it just, it is. Should that be our, our,
1: our hypothetical, like, our straw man voice of, like, the person <laughs> oh, who didn't man. like that? Like, just, ah, Connor,
0: yeah. Codenames. Codenames, yeah. yeah. So, I, I love Codenames. I think it's such a low barrier to entry. And it's a, it's a party game, but it borders on this, like, there's a strategic tactical element to that. There's, there's an investment yeah. in the experience. And if you can get someone to play Codenames, which that's part of what we're talking about here in, in Loving Games is the fact that we can bring other people into it and it be an enjoyable experience for everyone. And I think Codenames does that very well. Obviously, you have to yeah. be careful of um you know arguments and oh why wouldn't sure. you gotten that right that was such a perfect clue and and all this stuff so be aware of those kind of pairings but i think it's such low barrier to entry it's so fun i love it
1: uh i really love it actually the only reason it's not in my collection is because i just know so many people that have it yeah, that i tend to totally. not need, you know and that's not my only gauge for whether or not a game's in my collection but uh my family loves code names we love code names yeah uh i think People that don't like it probably just don't have a good group to play it with because, yeah. yes, where it struggles can be if somebody's taking forever to give a clue and it's kind of like okay, uh, you know, the sun's coming up soon. Uh, <laughs> but man, it's got such fun payoffs. Yeah. What's the What's the biggest uh, chain? Like you know, you give the the one word and and the yeah. number if you're
0: not familiar with code names, and then there's a grid so. out. I think I attempted uh, as the as the clue clue giver clue master whatever it is. Uh, I think I attempted a, a five part clue and I got four of four oh. of the five. Um, I have and no idea what the one was word is. The assassin. So I, <laughs> yeah, <there it> is. <laughs> sorry. Um, In that chain yeah i think that's i think that's probably the biggest
1: i have man i feel so bad you brought your microphone over here you're just you're a good person but i have to story top you and tell you i got a five one time so wow uh, five for
0: five was it were you trying to do more
1: no no it, it was a five but honestly when i look when i like think back on it it was just such good luck it was like all of the words had like an outdoorsy or like a okay. tree theme and so like it was like park for was five. It like the
0: first turn of the game
1: uh, yeah i probably was <laughs> yeah because everything was just out there that's wild yeah so that was just dumb luck but okay. all right so number six code names for connor yeah number six for me uh was the hardest my my top five really fell pretty easily into place for me number six i considered a lot but I'm going to go with Marvel Champions. Uh, it will become a theme that uh, I am an absolute sucker for anything Marvel-related. We were just uh, talking uh,
0: before the podcast about d- Come Zombies. on! We're
1: all having fun here. Marvel yeah, Zombies. I may or may not be uh, selling some games. Another theme that will come up on yeah. this uh, on this to uh, try to afford... Yeah. Only one of my children will go to college <laughs> as I try to afford the Marvel Zombies Kickstarter that is... Um, well, if I, if I were to be purchasing everything, which I'm not, it would it'd be over $600 by now. But that's not, I'm not getting the giant Galactus statue that is like literally a foot and a half tall. Crazy. Um, probably. I mean, okay. we'll see. We'll probably. see. Um, Marvel Champions is, it's called a living card game. And uh, the game itself is, it's a cooperative game can also be played solo uh, i don't do a lot of solo gaming but uh, that one actually is kind of a satisfying little puzzle mm. and you just get to be your favorite marvel characters uh each person's each character plays the game quite a bit differently and, and i would say very thematically it's a super oh, fun yeah. so if you're a marvel fan you know uh if you're playing with thor you're gonna have a card for his hammer you know mjolnir and like there's a card that might let you like throw it at a bunch of people. You're just putting yeah. cards on the table and stuff, but you, you, you can really like have that Marvel flavor and yeah. it, it allows, it's got a collection aspect to it. Um, at this point, I've, I've got a lot, not all the stuff. And it, it's just, it's fun. I'm not actually a guy who collects comic books, but I, I do love Marvel and even, you know, Marvel comics. So this is kind of like, instead of collecting comics, I'll collect the Marvel champions game. And, mm-hmm. um, as long as I have a few people to play it with, and I do, uh, it's, it's super fun. So, Marvel yeah. Champions, considered quite a lot of games, but uh, I do love me some Marvel Champions. What's your number five, Connor?
0: Yeah, so uh, this is a game that Rodney introduced me to, and we've played a few times. It's an abstract game. This is Reiner Knizia's Samurai. Mm. Uh, I think that this game is amazing. It's like slightly more thematic chess, uh, and it's just so good. this is another one it's like low barrier to entry like if someone has played chess you can probably get them to play samurai and they'll enjoy it. there's the bit of the randomness aspect to it that I like um, and just all around I think I think it's just like a well-rounded tight quick game that yeah. like we we could when we're when we're done with this episode we could play a game of samurai in 10 minutes and it would be over and we would both have had a great time
1: yeah especially once both people know the rules and, and know the tiles that are in it, you can play it so fast. Yeah. Um, that game, every single time I play it, is so tense. And it's one of the yep. only times that I can remember in a game that every time I play it, I'm, like, I realize at some point, like, oh, Rodney, you have to breathe. It, it's it's yep. not complicated at all, but you're <clears throat> so ready, you're so waiting for the next person's turn. Yeah. Are they going to see that that's open? You know, all those different things. It's For me, it's a chess killer sorry to your wife taylor i know chess is great though a chess is great absolutely Chess yeah, almost not, made it on here we're not anti-chess
0: um <laughs> so yeah it's it's part so of that good. uh that transcendent experience that i was talking about where it's just i'm sucked into this as a thing and the tension of you know maybe what it would be like to be this japanese samurai is sort of uh embodied through this game of like yeah. those tense moments those hold your breath kind of before you make your move yeah, type of turn. Oh, so hit it. me with your number five, Ronnie.
1: Number five for me is uh, Stonemaier Games' Wingspan. Uh, mm. This was a huge cult of the new three years ago. Uh, everybody talking about Wingspan. I remember not being able to get it for a long time because it was sold out everywhere. Um... And it's almost become uh, not unlike the the Disney movie Frozen, which is a uh, just it's, it's a great movie. I think it's a really great movie, but mm-hmm. people like have to have to not like it because right. it got popular. Um, that's right, Wingspan, yep. the Frozen of games. Um, we love Wingspan. We will talk at some point. Um, maybe a, a segment I have cooking uh, called "Who Would Play That," where we kind of talk about. You know, would your would your would your in laws play it? Mm-hmm. Uh, would uh, would a beginner play it? Would and there's this group of people. I guess I guess intermediaries is the best I can think of. Where they definitely like to play games. Yeah, and they definitely don't want to play Brass Birmingham. Like they definitely <laughs> don't. Probably don't. Mm, Hans is a funny one because it's like we were talking about Hans and Teutonica earlier. I think that they should want to play
0: Hansa. but they it's just across that barrier. But they
1: might, they, it'd be hard to get them to want yeah. to. So for folks like that, they want to have a game night, they want to play, but they don't want anything like super, super crazy. And they don't want anything, you know, they don't want to play connect four either. They don't want to play a game, yeah. but there's like, it's like this, I think wingspan is the, maybe the greatest game of all time for those people. Because yeah, I can get on board it that. has a super engaging theme, uh, super uh, like evocative artwork, beautiful artwork, unique theme too there's not a lot of games about birds right i've been laughed at before by people walking by being like in a bird game um <laughs> but it also has a really satisfying engine building that you know you mm-hmm. can you can chain some stuff together which is a super fun thing to do in games kind of like, oh i do this and that lets me do this that's always fun um it's a weird game shut up and sit down i thought uh Quinn's did a really great review on that, where like it's not really a game for beginners because it's a little too complicated, and it's not really a game for... And I Obvious, agree, yeah. but I play with a lot of folks who are right in between those, and, and it's perfect, perfect. for it. So Wingspan. Love What's it. your
0: number four? Number four for me is a, is a Viking-themed worker placement mm, game. Yeah, it ways. is. Uh, another, I have only played once, uh, but it's Dude. Champions of Midgard. I think it's amazing. Um, I can't quite say that I felt like a Viking playing it, but there was this, <laughs> there was just this like uh, what this rugged aspect of this is my action. You know, I'm going to the the what it, what was it the butcher or the slaughterhouse and, mm-hmm. and I'm getting meat for my journey yeah. to go kill a monster across the uh, across the sea or whatever. And like just the actions and the mechanisms just felt so like thematically well rounded mm-hmm. and tied together. Um, I love I love Champions of Midgard. I think that's uh, a yeah. I think that could be one of those worker placement is a tough uh i mean wingspan is technically a worker placement game as well but i think that uh champions of midgard is right in that same category where it's like if you've been around games for a while or you've played some games that are like pretty gateway level low barrier to Mm -hmm. entry champions of midgard is one that's like right on the other side where you could be like guys you want to play a game about vikings and and killing six-headed monsters and all this stuff and you could get people to to do that, I think, yeah. and and to have fun and not feel. I also didn't feel like um, it didn't feel too uh, overbearing for us to learn for both of, all three of us essentially.
1: Yeah, we played with our coworker Joel, who is uh, of all the good sports in the world, he's oh, yeah. the goodest. Uh, he will he will definitely play, but who'll tell you he hasn't played a lot of tabletop board games? <laughs> and no, it didn't overwhelm anybody. Mm-hmm. The theme was there but i think also the satisfaction of the actions you know yeah. getting to roll big chunky dice and, and beat a monster and Love you it. know all that awesome
0: number four hit us
1: number four uh tigers and euphrates mm. um i've only gotten to play it on the table twice um it is uh now being digitally implemented on board game arena what a great website um and Tigers and Euphrates uh, could could easily climb this list with more plays. It's a game mm-hmm. from, I think, like 1999 or 97. Insane. Very old game in board game years. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. It, it's just uh, I, I love an abstract to um, just the way you have basically got four colors uh, of, of tiles and leaders. And they, they just score in slightly different ways. And probably... The thing that makes it unique uh, to this list is that idea that you're you're trying to get four different colored cubes, but you're only scoring the one you get the least in. Uh, mm-hmm. So if if I have, you know, 14 red cubes, but I only have one green cube at the end of the game, my score is one. And it's just a that's interesting. But then how you get there too, how you get to that yeah. balanced, um, you know, number is oh, yeah. super fun, super fun puzzle it's a it's a classic i honestly want to write poetry about this game it's, wow yeah that's right wow <laughs> that's
0: right i'm taken aback by that i need a second before that's right. i give you my number three Connor, you want to know what it is it's thrilling yeah thrilling enough to write poetry about uh, okay all right yeah. i can i respect it i respect it for sure number three sir yeah number three for me is a, a trick-taking game for only two players It's on the shelf behind us. It's Fox in the Forest. This uh, really has a a special place, honestly, in my wife and I's relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, It's one of our favorite games. We discovered it at uh, a board game cafe type thing um, in uh, New York City called The Uncommons. Um, And we played it once and we were both just like obsessed with it and love with it. So it's like our new two-player card game. Um, Really interesting really interesting mechanics love the way that it plays it's so quick too Mm -hmm. and it's like it's kind of it's kind of take that it's it's a lot of back and forth but it doesn't feel too too mean uh i love the system in it too where um so you're trying to collect a certain number of tricks to score points but if you get too many then you're considered greedy and you actually get zero points yeah um and scoring zero uh getting zero tricks will actually score you the most points uh as that's right. Uh, being humble, mm-hmm. uh, and I just love that. A good interesting life lesson for all of us. That's right. That's right. Uh, I just love the way that that scores interestingly. That's similar to Tigers and New Fairies. Like the scoring system is right. interesting. It's not so straightforward, and that just adds this other layer of like fun to it.
1: I, you just made me. Th- I mean, you talked about pulling out Samurai after this. We could pull that out. I, I adore that game, and I haven't played it in a long time. But mm. I have a feeling I am going to adore five out of your top six.
0: Wow. Wow. They're, you're just hitting me with all these emotional, uh, That's <laughs> these cool. emotional That's lines.
1: That's how I feel about these wow. physical objects. Uh, my number three, uh, I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> you're going to maybe be surprised it's not my number one, the number of times it's been mentioned in yeah, this already. Uh, first podcast. It's a game called Hansa Teutonica. It is a, a kind of a network building type of game. Um, yeah, high player interaction.
0: You got to be honest. On the surface, uh, Hanza doesn't sound fun at all.
1: No, I think that Hanza Teutonica <laughs> is like like Latin for doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> yeah,
0: or German. That's right. Yeah, either one. I think either way, it, it means... derives
1: from. Latin, right? Sounds unfun. Sounds un- sounds unfun because it is such a fun game. I if, if they could just like they should just like retheme it. Well, they shouldn't. It's a beautiful perfect game. But um they should retheme it with like a I don't know post-apocalyptic uh, you heard, yeah that's how you say that word um, just just some crazy theme that would make people be like wow or, or birds
0: maybe I don't know um, <laughs> bring another board game into the circuit <laughs> but I think despite despite that it is so well loved in the board game community
1: yeah I when, I, when I when I was kind of first introduced to it it's like it was a game I had seen before but man like mid 2000s late 2000s there's so many games that just have like vaguely mediterranean or, or mm-hmm. european kind of medieval or 1600 1700 like it's like oh okay we're doing this again uh so it didn't stand out in any way it's such a great game yeah hansa we've mentioned it a lot already i love it i'll always say yes to hansa teutonica
0: yeah always. yeah all right number two ready for it yeah this is a game that uh rodney and i got to team up and play together just two nights ago actually um, against some of our coworkers. Ah, there we and, go. And uh, some spouses. This is Chinatown. Yeah, uh, this is another one that's newly introduced to me. Um pretty hard to find as as a game, I think.
1: I uh was I think it's it back. I'm reprinted? seeing it more
0: and more uh
1: like like board game stores out of the boxes a, a big oh, one okay, in our yeah. area yeah. where I see it a lot and I'm seeing it more online. Yeah.
0: But it was for a while. Chinatown is is so fun so good Mm -hmm. i love the negotiation aspect of it um yeah i don't know it's just such an experience we talked about just just earlier how it embodies this experience of negotiation and sort of these uh moves that are fair but just never actually feel fair or balanced um and and it's a game where uh everything is hidden basically money is well, hidden
1: yeah but you're uh like the building tiles you have in front of you that's
0: true you could you can math it out if you wanted to but there's sort of this reveal yeah. at the end of the game Rodney and I we played this game um our our boss actually was playing with us and mm-hmm. we knew after round 1 that he was going to win what a uh, but the rest of it was a battle for second place and it honestly could have been anybody i think at, at any point in the game except, except us, except us <laughs> we, we got we finished last. fifth
1: dead last um, but you gotta let people win sometimes if you want to keep playing board games remember? that's right
0: that's right so uh, that's that's Chinatown I love it I, uh, I want my own copy to show people because that's another one where yeah. it's like there there are some negotiation games um, I'm, I'm thinking of a few um, that would just feel too like stab in the back sort of and yeah. Chinatown doesn't feel like that
1: no it doesn't you you're most likely to win If you uh, and Anthony, our boss, has said this before, he loves the game. Anthony and then a a couple uh, friends of ours, um, Dylan and Tori, the first time they played it, they they immediately went and bought it, Mm -hmm. and then Anthony as well. So that it's that kind of game in our circle. He came up with a trade the other day that I'd never seen before. Uh, If anybody's ever played Chinatown, I I don't even know if if it's illegal, but he said, um, you know, you give me, you know, such and such. And one of the things he offered in return was that for the rest of the game, the person who made the trade with him could look at the cards he was dealt. You're dealt cards at the beginning of every round, and they give you placement on the board, mm-hmm. and they could choose from the cards he was dealt. So he was like giving up places on the board yeah. for the rest of the game, and it just a, just is a, such a. It, I don't think I could have played that game twenty more times and never thought of that. Yeah. So it's
0: like it, it makes me wonder too what else there is to discover about it. Because that's true. Just yeah, creative. Such a, yeah, such an interesting way to go about that. And even though on the front end, it's like you're going to give them the choice of any spot they want from your hand that they could have just taken every spot that was advantageous to him and yeah. and not used it for themselves. And that trade still paid off for him. Like yeah. the fact that that can work out in his favor it's really cool and it's another reason i love chinatown love it yeah uh
1: my number two is a Steffen Feld game castles of burgundy uh not a lot to say about it it's it's mm-hmm. i i just i love it um i've also gotten good at it that's mm-hmm. not true of most games by the way for me i don't uh, i don't consider myself like the guy who wins at most game nights but castles of burgundy um yeah you're 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 adding uh buildings to kind of your little uh uh there's like a, a name for it in the game uh cloister or something and hmm. that's not it but it is something like that and, and you basically just roll two dice every turn and the numbers you get on those dice tell you what you can do and um but it's a really satisfying thing almost like a, a city building type of thing where you you're gonna have to start with
0: a blank board and you are going to put stuff out and it's gonna be yeah. fun castles burgundy Great game. Yeah, I really enjoyed my, uh, I've only played it once, but I really did enjoy the play of it. I thought the yeah. mechanisms were interesting, and it was another one where it's, like, right on the edge of, like, I'm in, I'm in the game right now. Like, I am. Yeah.
1: And you can get big chunks of points with uh-huh. one
0: play, so that it always lets you feel like you're close. That's a Feldian thing, the point. Yeah. You get lots of points on one yeah. turn sort of thing. So, it just feels good, too. Like, oh, even yeah. if you're in last, those big point. Uh, yeah grabs.
1: completing a little region of the board I, I like a game like that where where even if i do get smoked i i got to like see my plan mm-hmm. play out
0: yeah totally so we've arrived here, number one, here at number one Rodney I knows what i'm gonna you, say
1: i will give you two sheep for your number one pick
0: no can't do it <laughs> can't make that trade so uh if if ronnie didn't give you the indication my number one <laughs> game of all time um i guess as a franchise is settlers of Catan. i specifically said that uh the cities and knights expansion was part of that which i haven't played um so the, the expansion alone is awesome i'm not going to talk about it too much i'm just like Catan as a game and this uh, i i fear that it will get me made fun of in the board game hobby universe because like I said with codenames they're like really Catan like, that's your keyboards. number they're one at keyboards
1: right now yeah
0: just right just at my throat filleting you right with their space bar and, and <laughs> I don't know yeah. uh, I love Catan I'll never I'll never not love it I'll never turn down a game of it I, I mentioned uh, earlier that that was like what got me into games and more than enjoying it as a game or saying that it's the most well rounded or best no it's not I, I know that mm-hmm. it's not and the fact that I like accept that and still love playing it every single time, it's number one. I, I can't think of a game that has offered me better like social experiences right. than Catan. I can introduce it to anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember being in college, being introduced to it, and then going and introducing it to all of my friends. One of those people being my wife, and now Catan is like part of our yeah. Like we play it probably monthly with with some people. Um, And I I feel like I could show it to like my 78-year-old grandmother, and it wouldn't be too hard for her to grasp, and she might actually have a good time playing it. Yeah that that's what I love about it, is that kind of anybody can be brought into it. Right.
1: I know so many families that like that's their big thing. I I if you ever sense frustration with me about Catan, it's that I have people in my life who are like a Adore the game, but won't play any other board games. And I can't understand. I was like, if mm-hmm. you're willing to sit down for potentially three hours, yeah. let me just show you this also. Not like get rid of Catan, but you, you know, Catan has brought so many people, you know, that being said, has brought so many people into the hobby. It, I, I often wonder myself too, like, had it been the first game I played, I'd been in the hobby sooner probably, yeah. you know, for me, it was Maybe. taking a ride, whatever. I had played a lot of games before I got to Catan and 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 yada 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 it's your number one not it it's one of the standard bearers of the hobby of just being like a thing that
0: brings people in so yeah and I think as far as like a benchmark of the hobby too it was something that also opened the door for games in general to be to be uh reiterated and and designed and created and it was kind of like it wasn't the first of its kind obviously there are like reiner canizia games that go back to like 1987 i think Catan was a 1995 release but i think it just sort of like opened up board gaming as a hobby and not this weird thing that a few guys get together and roll some dice and slay dragons. Do yeah. it was like something that families. No get shots together. fired. At D&D. Yeah, I don't you have anything will. against D and
1: I'll no. do a campaign right now.
0: <laughs> I've never done one, but I would. I would
1: do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No, and, and I, no, but I like that your answer. Also, it's it's, it's meaningful to you. Uh-huh. Mine isn't, by the way. Yep. Mine that's is fine. Just, and that's mine. fine. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's it's, it's like. It, I love, I love your take on the hobby, like I, I legitimately do, and it's also just I reached out into my heart and I'm like, ah, oh, but this game's just so good, it's so good, and, you know yeah. what I mean. No, I no. hope though, I hope to have my number one be a part of like my family and doing stuff for a long time because it's a very approachable game.
0: Go ahead, reveal
1: it. It's like beautifully designed game, all those different things. It's going to have a beautiful new facelift this mm-hmm. year from. You know, tool. It is the game Ra. Um, like Ra a lot. So I got two Kanitzias on my top six. Yeah, he Um, made three appearances. He made three appearances. He's uh, he's the
0: the the only true living doctor.
1: doctor. The good doctor. (laughs) Um raws incredible. I love auction style games. I also love his game Modern Art. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I uh, actually I think Medici is him too. He's good at those. Um, I, I love auction style games. The game of States that came out a few years ago. I don't think anyone does it as good as Raw, and it's just so tight. There's just mm-hmm. there's not a lot really going on. You're no. gonna put some tiles out. Those tiles might score in different ways, and then you end up, uh, you know. But but even even deciding if you want to bid on nothing is interesting in that yeah game because of the way the scoring works at the end so um i love it i yeah i, I think it i think it could be the greatest game of all time just wow. by, by my you know how i gauge it but uh love that game so there it is there's your yeah. top six you know what connor I think we just did our first two podcasts. I think we did.
0: I think we did. We definitely did just do our first two, which and is... Because
1: we, we lied to them otherwise. A, their coffee yeah. was very cold by the end.
0: Yeah. This. Well, no, this is, that's kind of how I drink my coffee. It takes like an hour, two hours sometimes. So. That's how I drink my first pot too. But <laughs> um, Yeah. get uh, Look forward to more Top Sixes, guys. We're hmm. here for, for some more episodes, hopefully, if it's well-received. And even if not we're just we're doing gonna this keep fun, making them it's for honestly. fun it's for fun and for review copies hopefully fingers crossed just don't
1: be mean to us right yeah. because we're just a couple of board game loving boys <sighs> That's and right. we don't need that negativity in our lives okay. but uh thank you for listening and mm-hmm. uh yeah we'll uh we'll come back for uh for our next one and try to shorten it maybe yep. we'll see yeah
0: we'll do what we can awesome thanks connor thanks guys thanks ronnie